Christina. I'm Catherine. I'm Lisa. I'm Amy. I'm Lauren. And we're Cimarelli. Welcome back to the Cimarelli Podcast. Yay! Yay! I was hoping everyone would cheer. Welcome to another live episode of the Cimarelli Podcast. This is our third episode of season four, which we just started, and every other episode is available only on our Patreon. Patreon is actually what funds the Cimarelli Podcast, so if we don't have Patreon, we don't have the podcast. So... On Patreon, you're going to get, like, episodes two, all the odd ones. Two, wait, no, that's even. even ones. All the even <laughs> ones. Two, four, six, eight, ten, all those. And then on YouTube, you guys get all the odd episodes, which we're on three right now. So, there we go. If this is your first time watching the podcast, I'm going to tell you what it is. I said podcast. So, my podcast is a fun, uplifting podcast that also focuses a lot on on self-improvement and personal growth. We share juicy stories, we discuss personal topics, and we get vulnerable and real with you guys. And the really special thing about these live episodes is at the end of each episode, we do a live Q&A with whoever is watching. So you guys get to be a part of this episode. I'll tell you when in this um, episode to submit your questions, and then we have someone choosing them, sending them to us, and we will be reading them in the very end of the episode. And if you're a patron, so if you're on Patreon, you get to be a part of the live Q&A there where there are a lot less people. So you have a higher chance of your question being chosen. And if you go to our Patreon, there's a lot more on it than just the podcast. There's a lot of other videos that are entertaining or they're about self-improvement and personal, well, personal growth that I'm saying. Yeah, personal growth. Um, It's a really, really cool place. Plus, it's an awesome, positive community. So I do highly suggest checking out Patreon. Just try it out for a month or something. See if you like it. And I'm going to tell you guys that today's topic of conversation for this episode is body image, which you voted for on our Instagram. So we'll be getting to that in the middle of this episode. But we start with highs and lows. So who would like to start? Neediest to greediest. Wait, someone tell them what highs and lows are. Highs and lows is like the high of your week and the low of your week. So like the best part and maybe the worst part or a not so good part. Mm. Mm. Who wants to go first? first? Okay, I guess I'm the neediest. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My high, um... <laughs> I was trying to turn the brightness down, so it was blinding me, and I started playing She's a country like, right, song. Lauren's gonna talk. Like Laura, I'm not supposed to be the gun. I can't believe this. Um, okay, so anyway, my high was um, I did like a FaceTime call with like six of my friends last night, which I'd never done before. I didn't think it would work having that many people on it, but it was actually really fun. We talked for like two hours. Wow. And then my low was probably this Monday. Had a, I had a bad mental health day, so mm. I had to take the day to deal with that and reboot and readjust. Yeah. But got through it, so we're good. Good. Anyone else want to go? <laughs> I will go. Anyone no. care to share? So I, my highs of the week were my walks because mm. there was some great weather. The one like bonus point that this quarantine situation has for me is that you're quarantined. No, I don't say it. <laughs> but oh yeah. My non-quarantine. No, because I can walk 
basically at any time, I'm always free to go for a walk. Mm. So I can't be like, I have no time to go for a walk today because I always have time and it's really mm. fun. So my walks were just great. There was great weather, some great music courtesy of my phone and it was really <laughs> fun. And my low was, I don't know, this week has just been kind of weird mentally. I've just been a little bit like, yeah. you know, yeah. you ever have those weeks where you're just like, Ugh. so yeah. yeah, but my walks really saved mm. me this week, but mm-hmm. the, yeah, it's been a weird week, y'all, weird week. Well, I'll go next. Um, I guess, okay, maybe there was kind of a high earlier in the week when this food truck came to our neighborhood. That was really fun. Oh, that was oh, fun. Yeah, that was cool fun. to have food That was delivered. fun. Um, but it wasn't really like a soaring high. It's just kind of a cool point. It was a cool point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like last night was a low turned high. Why am I mine always like that? I was feeling really like shut off um, mm. all day. I was like, I cannot feel. I am dead inside. And mm. then at night, I was with my lovely fiance, and I just started to actually feel again and like cry, and I was like expressing myself. Mm. And by getting in tune again, then I felt so relieved. I had like a, a great cry from the soul. You know when you can like cry in front of someone and like, well, I don't know, maybe not everyone relates to this, but there's times where you're upset, but then you're like, wait, how does this sound? Or like, does this make sense? Or, like, oh, what yeah, am I saying? Yeah. But I'm able to cry lately with him and literally just. Like, I, I've gotten to a place where I it just comes out. And so I don't like even think about it. it. I don't even yeah. think about it. Yeah. Oh, so filtering what you're saying. really relieving to do yeah, that nice. and that's turn nice. into a great high. I was like, <sighs> so then it was that's a good. low turn high. Mm. Nice. That's good. That's good. Nice. You want to go old Chris or you want me to go? Old Chris. Old Chris. <laughs> <laughs> me oh, is barely older than her. I name my phone to that. Old yeah, Chris that's a really good one. Um, okay, my low, I can't remember was Saturday, wait, Sunday or Monday night? was horrible for sleep because I woke up at like one or two and I was awake until like five until actually five um it was horrifying and my stomach just hurt so much from my stomach being squished by the child in there so um you didn't know because he was pregnant it was very painful I'm 23 weeks so it was really painful and it was a horrible sleep and then the next day I was so tired and I was like Oh, this is horrible. Am I never going to sleep again? Ah. And then I'll say my high is when I made some different changes and, like, was really intentional about not ruining my life um, with eating, like, smaller meals and other stuff. And then my stomach did not feel horrible and I slept I slept really well Whoa. for a few nights in a row. Wow. I have gotten seven hours of sleep uh, minimum, seven to eight, um, for four nights in a row. This would have been horrible for me in my past life, but now that I'm pregnant, amazing. So I am so grateful that I got seven hours of sleep four nights in a row this week. I do feel like you have some energy, some judge. I do feel better. Well, feel better and weird today. Okay, you? <laughs> All right, me? Um, old Kath? So my low, kind of same as Lisa. I would say it was like a low turned hot. Maybe I can kind of combine them. Yesterday was a very stressful, emotional day for me. Um. But then my fiance came over and... He kind of just let me cry. Literally the same thing as you. That is super weird. He's like, you can cry. 
You were allowed to cry. He allowed me to cry. He allowed me. He didn't force me not to cry. No. He just just comforted me and it was good. And then we made chicken fried rice for dinner, which, you know when you just have all the ingredients to a recipe and you didn't even try? (gasps) Yeah. Like, I was literally like, all I have is frozen peas and carrots. What am I going to make? And then I was like, damn, chicken fried rice. That was a win. That was fun. So it was a good night. And then we just like, you know, like when you're so emotionally drained that you just become delirious and you just start laughing? Yes. We did that and we watched a YouTube video about a family of eight and it was just really fun. Oh, cute. I love that. That's fun. Wait, so how was the rice? It was good. Mm. It was good. I really liked it. It was easy to make. You you crack the egg in it? No, no, no. You you scramble the eggs and then you mix in scrambled eggs. It's not raw. It's so cool. No, I've cracked an egg in it and you cook it in the rice. That's what I've seen. Sometimes it mix in, but if you don't over mix it, it does chunks like fried rice. Yeah, mine, how do you cook it on the pan and then combine? It was very good. That is so sick. So interesting. So sick. Oh, like in, in a, a good, good way. way. I was like, <laughs> like a skateboarder. Sick. Way. Thought you liked yeah, chicken fried rice. Sick. Okay, all right. That's our highs and lows of the week. Now we are getting on to. We are getting on to. We're hopping on board. The spicy, spicy advice Q and A on right. Patreon. Spicy advice question. This is from our patron Molly Glynn, and she says. How do you deal with, this is a really interesting question. How do you deal with someone who dislikes you when you can't avoid them? Mm. That's my nightmare. So this is like, it sounds like you're like at your school or at work or something. Someone you see on a regular basis that. They just don't like you? Did they say you you dislike them? No, they they dislike dislike you. you. And you can't avoid them. Okay, my natural instinct is always to like withdraw for better or for worse. So I'm like, ah, you can't withdraw. But actually when I think about myself in these situations, it's like. I just have to deal and remember, like, you know, it's out of my control. I can't mm-hmm. make people like me. Yeah. Sometimes that comforts me to just remember that. It's like, I'm, I, all I can do is do the best that I can. Mm-hmm. And however they respond is their responsibility. And if they're going to sit there and, like, hate watch me and hate stalk me, that is your hobby, not mine. I feel <laughs> she that. She said you can't yeah. avoid them. Yes. So I'm saying, you to come to peace that's with what I'm it. saying. You have to just be like, hey, that person's going to react how they're going to react. But if I'm doing the best that I can, and That's I know that I'm not do. doing anything horribly wrong, what else can you do? But what if, what? what if it's like uh, a miscommunication? What if That's they don't what actually dislike say. you? I feel like there's two situations that could be possible here. One is... I'm talking about if you so you know someone doesn't like no, you. No, no, I mean they don't like confirmed. you. I'm con- Okay, confirm they don't like you. Let's just guarantee that. Two situations of that. One is there's a miscommunication and they don't like you for a reason that you could actually solve if you talked about it. Two is they don't like you for a personal reason that you can't solve even if Mm. you do talk to them and you're Mm. stuck. So I would say I would definitely try to talk to them and be like, hey, I feel like what's your problem? We've been been clashing a bit and it seems like you're upset when every time I do this thing. (laughs) So is there like a reason behind that that we could talk about so that we could solve solve the problem or whatever. Mm. And then if you try to talk through it and they're just like <laughs> weird about it, then you're probably stuck. At least that you point, tried. You have to accept and be like, you know what? I did my best. You're going to act. You're going to act. And then you have to be strong with your boundaries. Like stand up for yourself if they do something like really rude. Yeah. Which I feel like this situation is one where they're kind of gaslighting you because it's it sounds like a situation where someone doesn't like you, but they're like acting. Like if you were to ask them, why don't you like me? They're like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they would act like they didn't have a problem with you. I can't. But they don't. But they do. 
That's a weird that's situation that's confusing. Then so. you just kind of have to X out. You have to, like, delete yourself from that narrative. Like, if they're going to play weird games, they're like, we're cool, we're cool. And then you turn and walk away and they're like. <laughs> yeah, you just got to be like, okay, whatever. The thing I would add to that also is, like, okay, if you've talked about it, you've done what you can and they still hate you. The other thing is, like, if they're doing things to you that are not acceptable, like, you can Girl, be like, look, I get it, you don't like me, you don't have to like me, but this behavior, you cannot do that to me. Like, you need to set, yeah, like, set the boundaries, like, do not do this, do not do that. You don't have to like me, but this is how it's going to be. you can't talk to but me you like that. Respect me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It's true. Well, good luck. Was it Molly? Molly, yes. Molly, good luck, Molly. Good luck if that's your situation. I'm really sorry. We're pulling hopefully, for you. Yeah, hopefully you'll be able to have a conversation and it will work out, or you'll be able to accept it and just be like, whatever. And just Peace. put your time into people that do like you. Yes. yes. I'm sure there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow, Amy, so supportive. I'm so sure. We, no, I'm, I believe you. Thank She's I believe too. that you're sure. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure that you're supportive. <laughs> um, now on to our topic of conversation for today. Woo. Why did I write topic of discussion? You had a I like to call it topic of conversation. I wrote down topic of discussion. I mean, we do discuss it. It's not inaccurate. I know. I just I don't like that title. So today's topic, which you guys voted for on Instagram, is body image. And you guys voted for this kind of by a landslide. So It won by a lot. You mm. really wanted us to talk about this. So I'm going to start by saying everything we say about body image today is obviously our experiences with our own bodies and our own body types. We don't know your experience. We've never lived your experience with your specific body type in never your had life. A different body. We've never, mm-hmm. never experienced that before. So this is just what Us. we've been through and what we can say based on what we well, have been through. You can share two angles now because you have pregnant and not pregnant. That's true. You have two angles. You have her body. That's very but it's right. Me I'm pregnant. saying like you have some it's people, not anyone else pregnant. Yeah, no, I'm short. saying some people have a, a experience of like, oh, I was a different size now and that you have like two yeah. perspectives. Oh, so that's true. Yeah. That's true. I have a new perspective. That's yep. true. That we cannot. I do. Okay. So we're going to start out with, and guys, we're going to go through, like, we're going to talk about body image, how it's developed, and then we're going to talk about different trends. We're going to talk about some stuff that has to do with some celebrities. We're going to talk about the media, Instagram influencers. Um, our struggles. And then we're going to talk about our stories specifically. We're going we're gonna to tell you guys, like, what we have been insecure about or are insecure about. And then we're going to talk about how to stop comparing yourself. So there's mm. a little... There's a lot to do. Pretty juicy, right? Okay, so what is body image and how is it developed? Who wants to answer that? Um, Uh, You? Um, You? It sounds like there's some dictionary definition we're supposed to read. Okay, Kat, define. Okay, I would say body image is kind of like your relationship with your body. And I would say it's like the way you view yourself Mm -hmm. bodily, not necessarily your your personality. It's just Mm -hmm. your physical features. Mm -hmm. And I would say it's developed in a mixture of your upbringing and the society that you grow up in. Yeah. And it's not necessarily accurate. So you can, can, I I would say rarely is it accurate. I would agree. You can view yourself one way and then in reality, you're not actually that way. But your image is that you are that way. Although I would say across the board, most people would probably say they're probably harder on themselves. Rather than being yes. more, that's probably a pretty universal. From like every thing. woman I have ever spoken to about this topic, I would say just about every I single one, they do tend to be harder on themselves. That is mm-hmm. true from my experience. Um, so we're gonna talk about when 
like us being aware of our bodies, that's the first time you like develop your body image. When you're little and you don't think about your body, you don't have a body image. When you think about your body, you have a body image, right? So when did you notice your body and what, what, how early is this memory? What age were you when you noticed like, oh my gosh, this is what my body looks like and this is like what other people's bodies look like and start to feel like, am I acceptable? What age do you think you can remember that happening? I have memories of being like, eight years old I want to say like I remember this specific photo where I was standing I don't know if you can see me I was standing like this on like a like a surfboard and like I was wearing a swimsuit at a birthday party and I remember looking at that photo and being like why are my hips so weird it's called I think now eight? I realize it's called like hip dips or something mm -hmm. they were very drastic like like very visible at the time and I was like what is that and I would stand in the mirror and try to like push forward and fix it when I was really young. Okay, mm. I don't, I don't actually, I can, I can specifically remember this, but I didn't notice my body for a really long time. I would notice my face in pictures and be like, as a kid and be like, why do I look weird in this picture? But I never noticed what was going on with my body ever. Mm. I would just always notice my face. And I remember being a teenager. I can't remember what age it was, but I think it was about 13 or 14. I was really late in puberty, guys, okay? So you might be like, oh, puberty was over then. No, no, it wasn't. It was over. Yeah, it Who's was like, it was really then? like starting for me at an older age, okay? So it was 13 or 14 when I started to notice like, hmm, my, my like sides or whatever are not coming in as much as they were before. I remember noticing that and being like, is that bad? Is something wrong with me? And I started to think about that. So 14, 15 is where I really started to notice it. Um, I was very, very oblivious. I know a lot of people have memories that I've, I've heard a lot of like stories and seen videos where people are talking about what you're saying, where they're like really young and they have really yeah. young memories. I was so oblivious to my body at a young age. I would say I was really little, maybe six or under. I don't remember. I don't remember the age. I remember the memory though. But I was just like, oh, my stomach isn't flat. That's not a good thing. You and I was six? like, yeah, I was a little kid. Oh, wow. I was like, that's not that's good. So and that's all I remember. Yeah, I just remembered this like two days ago that I do know, like I have an actual memory of the first time I noticed like, oh, it's going to be sad. Because I just remembered We can this. get emotional yeah. on this podcast, guys. Hmm. I know. Yeah. It's just so looking back on it now. Um, but I was like 10 or 11 and I didn't really have any qualms with my body as like, I felt pretty good about myself, but I heard people in our family talking about me, actually. Some people are older than me um, saying, like, oh, like, Lauren's, like, gaining some weight. And I didn't really think that I was, so I didn't realize that. But I just overheard a conversation, people talking about me. Like, it wasn't, like, anything, like, ill will i don't know what yeah. the word is it wasn't like a malicious thing i wasn't even supposed to hear it but i heard that and then i was like oh my gosh like i didn't even notice that but i guess like i'm getting like chubby or something mm. which is a normal pattern in our family by the way to go from string bean to not as string bean right before your growth spurt well yeah because which it's like puberty. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's that's just just body kind of stores up because it's about to shoot up yeah i think that's a normal pattern for humanity in general yeah yeah well like some that. people don't though like i, I don't that but i've seen yeah, people that just go and they just get really tall and yeah and we don't want to talk about yeah it doesn't yeah. matter i'm just about saying it's a what about you? pattern um i would say for me the first memory i have of my body was i was probably about seven or eight same as lisa 
And I remember I had this dress that I really loved. It was a pink strawberry dress. And I love dresses. I've always loved dresses. And I remember putting it on and it didn't fit anymore. I remember looking down at my body and thinking it was kind of puffy. And I just always had this feeling that my body was like kind of chubby because I like to eat butter when I was a kid. And my older brother called me Piggy. And my parents were like, I remember them saying that they were worried about me because I ate so much as a kid. And I think I like chapstick. I I also ate like non-food items and like toothpaste. And I think, I think really I was trying to eat my feelings Mm. as a kid. Like I was just very lonely and very like emotional, but I didn't know how to deal with that. So I remember feeling like that. And then I remember as a teenager kind of being aware of my body again, because again, I, same thing. I got kind of chubby as a kid and then I shot up really fast and was really, really thin and really tall. And I remember thinking like, oh, people think it's a good thing to be tall and thin. Like people be like, oh, you're like a model, like a musical, musical theater. But I also remember this other message of like, oh, you're, you're supposed to have curves as a woman. And I didn't have that. So I remember feeling like there's something wrong with me. I'm not like a feminine person. And that was like when I was an early teenager early teenager Mm. and then we're gonna get into this more later but now just kind of like quickly mention this we'll get into more later but when did you notice yourself comparing yourself to other um other people and like seeing how you measured up probably like 14 yeah this was there's about 15 or 14 14 or 15 i remember questioning and i'm gonna talk about this more later whether my body was like right or acceptable or appealing to boys that mm-hmm. I was thinking about that like is this right like is this what it's supposed to be I I had a strong message from the media that it was supposed to be something that I was appealing to boys which we'll talk about later what age do you guys remember comparing it and being like how do I measure up well I have a clear memory of my friend group in probably middle school and I remember everyone like 11, 12, when we would be yeah like yeah middle school age and we would be like looking in the mirror and talking about our bodies and all my friends were really negative about their bodies like mean girls like I remember one of my friends being like mm-hmm. oh when I stand forward I like how I look or when I stand to the side, but I don't like how I look when I stand forward. I remember thinking like, oh, I never thought of it that way. I wonder if there's like a good way. Or like, I remember remember one of my friends being like, oh, my hair color is so ugly. She had like a lighter brown. She's like, you have a way better hair color than me. So I was like, there was such a feeling of like, oh, this is good. This is bad. Yeah. Oh. Kids don't know any better. I think when I was like 11, 12, and I was on like Instagram, that was so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, probably like, that age too. I don't really remember. So it is just about middle school, beginning of high school age, it seems for us, noticing how we compare. Um, I know a lot of people have different stories, but this is our experiences. Um, so I started to notice this was really helpful that there are, and I don't know if you guys realize this, there are trends in body so type. crazy. There yeah. are body type trends. You won't realize this until you get old enough to live through different trends, which mm-hmm. apparently at almost 30, I'm at that age. So Me too. when we were in the 90s, the trend was very, 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 and very, very, 2000s. very. 2000s. Early 2000s, yes. Yeah. Um, well, except for Britney Spears and all of them, they were different there. It changed. Oh, I'll okay. tell you. So when I went really, really thin, like zero curves on your body whatsoever. Um, that was the trend in like the 90s that we grew up seeing a lot. Like, it was like the super magazines. Model era where it was like, yeah. like Kate Moss, like really, really, really thin. Really tall, yeah. really thin. Um, you can like see your bones. And for some people, this is like a healthy um, body type. For other people, they have to do really unhealthy things to have that body type. I know some people personally who have that body type naturally and they yeah. live very healthy lifestyles. Some people don't. So that was, that was like the trend. Then it became kind of curvy. 
It got a little bit more curvy. Then there had the, there was this like big reaction, and then it was like real women have curves, which I'll talk about when I say my story a little bit. Um, and it was like real women have curves, um, and that was like a reaction to being like women can't have any curves. So then suddenly it was like to be a woman you have to have a lot of curves. Then it went even further to where it is now, where it's like you have to have like the most curves, which we have. But still um, be kind of skinny somehow. Yeah, yeah. The trend right now, I think, because of social media, the trend right now is like humanly impossible to an extent. Whoa. So um, it it changes. Read the quote. Yeah, it it changes. The point I'm saying is that it changes a lot, and if you hap if you happen to have what's trendy right now, you'll be like, well, you might not even feel like it, but you're like, oh my gosh, I'm what's trendy right now. But most people don't happen to have it because we don't have the same bodies. So trends do change and like completely change. Big one to mention is eyebrows, guys. Mm-hmm. Eyebrows when we were younger. The trend was like, like a line. Guys, literally. So yes. thin. Literally a line. When I was eight years old, I tweezed my eyebrows so far apart. Eight years old in the bathroom with my mom's tweezers. Yeah. For several years. It was years, like no eyebrows. Tweeze, tweeze, tweeze. I make them really thin and really far apart. My mom eventually intervened and was like, honey, I don't want you to get those too much farther apart. Gonna start looking real crazy. Like, I think I was just trying to have control over something where I was like, "Oh, I can, I can edit this." And then know? we know that it went to huge eyebrows, like really big. And now it's kind of in the middle or the bigger side of the middle. But eyebrows—that's a great example, guys. These trends—they come and they go. I watched everyone remove their eyebrows, and then and I then watched everyone back on, draw them all back on. So these trends—they change. And if you feel like, "Oh, I don't fit this," like what's popular right now, it's gonna, it's change. gonna change. And uh, by the way, it shouldn't matter which we'll get into. So Kath has this great quote. She's going to read. Yeah. So this is a quote from Tina Fey. I think it's from her book, Bossy Pants. And um, we kind of edited a little bit. The, the language was a little bit crass for our podcast. So I edited a little bit, but you're still going to get the same idea of kind of what's expected of women these days. So she says, now every woman, or sorry, now every girl is expected to have Caucasian blue eyes, full Spanish lips, a classic button nose, Hairless Asian skin with a California tan, a Jamaican dance hall butt, long Swedish legs, small Japanese feet, the abs of a fitness trainer, the hips of a nine-year-old boy, the arms of Michelle Obama, and the chest of a Barbie. And that just, like, (laughs) I, I remember reading that quote, and that actually changed the way I thought about body image. I was like, that is so true, because literally the standard is impossible, as you can see. No one possesses all of those traits. Like, they're all so different, and they generally come from, like, different things about different cultures or whatever that's trendy in that moment. And it's not possible for someone to have every single one of those traits on a single human body. I guess, like, naturally, at least. Yeah. And then, Lisa, you wanted to mention Billie Eilish. Oh, well, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day because I love Billie Eilish. I think she's so cool and such a cool example for people. But, like, if you saw her out on the streets before she was famous, you'd probably just be like, whoa, that girl's so out of the box or whatever. But you wouldn't look at her who's so out of the box and be like, oh, she'll probably be the next it girl, right? You'd probably be like, oh, yeah, she seems cool. But you wouldn't expect like, oh, the world is going to worship this random girl. But she did get to that point. It just kind of reminds you, like you can look at yourself and be like, oh, I'm a weirdo or whatever. I don't fit the standard. But even then, you don't know what people are going to think of you. You don't actually know if the world would love you or not, which also, you don't need that. But just it's just a weird reminder that, like, anything can happen, anything could change, and people love authenticity, and you don't have to be 
this like stereotype to get along in the world. And this brings me to the media, the entertainment industry. I have so many, so many scathing words for them, but I'll just leave it at this. Basically, if you guys haven't noticed, um, different companies um, like in the beauty industry, the media, lots of different people profit off of us being insecure because they need us to be insecure to buy their products um, to spend the money on whatever it is that makes us make ourselves more perfect, um, look better, whatever is more acceptable. If we just feel like, oh, I don't need any changes, then we wouldn't, we wouldn't spend money on all these things to change how we look. So I think it's really messed up how they profit off our insecurities and perpetuate harmful messages and mindsets. And they use people who will appear perfect or add themselves to appear perfect to sell their products so that you'll think, oh, if I get this product, then I will be perfect. Mm -hmm. And Instagram is a really good yeah, example Yeah, I am the youngest of all of them. So like they didn't really like grow up on Instagram like in middle school like really? I did. Like I was on Facebook when I was like 10 and Instagram not <laughs> that soon after that. Like I was like 11, 12. And I just remember like following all these like it girls as you just said. Wow. <laughs> they're like so like at that time the trend that I saw of what I saw was like what a girl is supposed to look like an acceptable body was just like super skinny and I didn't look it's not like I wasn't skinny but I just didn't look exactly like all these girls that were just like perfect abs and like I mean knowing now that so many photos are edited and there's face and all that like I didn't know that when I was like 12 I was just like I don't know how to look like this and I would compare even not even just my body but the way that my pictures looked my face and my makeup to all these people that had all these edited things on that I didn't even know that and I was just like why doesn't my face look like their face or my makeup look like their face or their makeup and why can't not only my body look like them but why can't my pictures look like them too it's just like this whole level why can't my life look like them and that was really difficult for me, not even realizing that, like, it wasn't even real what I was trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like it when companies, um, companies have been changing a lot. Um, yes. And at brands, I really like when they use lots of different models who are different ethnicities, different yes. body types, mm. different shapes so and great. sizes, and they look um, like what you see out in the real world. You don't see everyone with one body type. Mm -hmm. I really like when they do that because it reminds us like, oh, this is what your average person would look like with this instead of just this person who's like flawless and been like edited to appear flawless. That does help a lot because then we're just seeing products on a person who's not supposed to be perfect. But when they say, when they like portray it in a way like this is perfection and you don't measure up and you need to get this so you can measure up to perfection, it just never works because you buy the product and you never look like the model because you're not the model. Yeah. You're a different person. You're yeah. never going to be that person. The same with um, influencers, um, you know, doing different brand deals and there's a way that can be done that's like healthy in a way that can be really unhealthy for people. So when they do something and act like you will get the same um, results or you're gonna maybe you think like I'm gonna look like them if I do this 
you're not going to look like them because you're a different person. You're going to look like you. You're always going to look like you. You don't need to look like someone else. You don't need to be someone else. But there's definitely a lot of, not all, but a lot of companies out there who are profiting off of you thinking you need to look like someone else and you need Mm -hmm. to be someone else and who you are is not good enough. And they haven't been creative enough to realize you can still be successful as a brand and not put that message out there and Mm -hmm. not have people buying stuff out of like fear of not being good enough. Like, oh no, I need this. Like, what if everyone else does this and I don't do it? I'm not going to measure up. Mm -hmm. So that's my main problem. I was talking about this this morning actually with a dear friend. (laughs) Was it Bob? Bob Winneberger? It was Bob Winneberger. And (laughs) I was saying how a lot of the time it's like women are going like this. They have these like chains with like 500 pound weights. And you're just going like this, walking, not looking at the floor. <laughs> and then and you're, and then one day you're like, wait, why are we pulling these weights? And then everyone's like, stop, stop, just keep don't walking. Don't question it. Don't question it. But then you're like, like don't look up, don't look up. And then you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful outside. And like, oh, my arms feel so good when I let go of that. But it's like you're so scared to let go because for some reason you think you're supposed to do that. Everyone is doing yes, it. Yes, but it's like yeah. you don't actually have to be a slave to this but it feels like you do but when Mm -hmm. you break away like that was that moment for me where I was like I don't have to care what (laughs) amazing and I think there's also the deeper meaning that we assign to our bodies like we put so much on the way that we look and I think it is because of the messages we get in the media like oh this product will solve they trick us yeah this will solve all your problems like they always do the ad of like oh the girl wearing their makeup product and then all the guys around her like it's a subtle message like oh this product will get you this result. And I think... Like a relationship or love yeah, in your life. a relationship. Because and of your foundation. But the truth is that <laughs> changing your body or like making it more in line with what society wants will not get you more love or connection or happiness or joy in your mm-hmm. life. It's That's not going to change anything as much as... And I think we don't even realize that consciously. I think yeah. people are going around just kind of hating their bodies and not really knowing why and just having this vague idea like, mm-hmm. oh, I hate my body. And if it was better, I'd be happier. But it's like... Really question yourself. Do you think you'd genuinely be happier if you suddenly achieved? Because I, I have friends who have lost lots of weight. And I know for a fact that, like, once you achieve your goal weight, it's not necessarily, like, this before and after moment. It's like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of other things that come with that. Like, oh, I met this guy at my new weight. Does he really love me for who I am? Oof. Or is it just because I'm my new weight? And it almost, like, there's just a, a lot of complexity to mm-hmm. different, like, areas of your body. And it's not just, like being skinnier or looking different or being curvier is going to make you happier. That's mm-hmm. not true. And you need to question yourself. If you are thinking that, ask yourself, what am I associating body image with? And mm. think about, okay, two things here. You can think about your friends and I'll explain that. And then also I'm going to start by saying, um, well, I'll start by saying that. But think about your friends. You don't connect with your friend more if she loses weight or if she um, becomes more curvy or if she looks better. You don't connect with her more suddenly. Mm-hmm. You don't have a closer relationship. You don't have a better friendship. That does not happen. Her body has no impact on the level of connection and like the satisfaction that you guys both feel in your friendship, right? But we don't think that through when we think about ourselves um, mm-hmm. in like a romantic relationship or something like that. It just makes sense because we don't question it. But think about your friendships and you'll realize how much it doesn't matter. You, you're not like if only I had more perfect looking friends, like things or would your, be better. Your parents, you're like, oh, if my mom lost 20 pounds, I, I love would, her more. I love her more. It's like, yeah. No, you don't it think sounds that. ridiculous when you say that. But here's yeah. a trick. Here's one trick that might trick you that made, makes you think it will make me happy. Here's a trick. On days when you might look more 
appealing, attractive, or maybe just conventionally attractive, and someone compliments you, yeah. and you feel, you feel more this, this like confidence. You feel this feeling in the moment. It doesn't last forever, or else you, we would all just feel great all the time, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't last forever. It lasts for a short amount of time, and then you're like, I need that again. I need to feel mm. that again. I need it. Mm, it's it, addicting. Yeah, it doesn't make you feel good forever. Not at all. You don't just go... I've had enough compliments for a lifetime. I am secure. I am satisfied. I am done with that. That doesn't happen. So when she says it doesn't bring you joy, you might say like, I had this moment where I felt great when some complimented me. That's not necessarily true joy that we're talking about that comes from the things that really matter in life. Like she said, connection. Yeah, because you know what's even more joyful is when you are feeling maybe not really your best. Like you're not really looking your best. Like I had this moment where Max was with me once and I think my eyes were having an allergic reaction. They were really puffy. And I had just oh, been crying because we watched oh, The Passion yeah. of the Christ. And I remember Max just like looked at me. He's like, you're so beautiful. Like, and what? the fact that he looked at me in a moment That's when so I, nice. did, I felt the opposite of beautiful meant oh. so much more to me than if I'd put on a perfect you know, dress and done my hair and makeup for an hour. And then he's like, wow, you're beautiful. It's like, oh, I have to put in all this effort to be beautiful for you. Mm-hmm. It meant so much more, you know? It's yeah. like a deep, it's like you as a person Feeling of acceptance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like true joy. Safety. And you can't get that necessarily. You can't get that because your body looks a certain way. It well, just doesn't work like and that. And that's also something I want to bring up is why do we have this idea that our body and our the rest of ourselves are separate? Like what you're saying is like you are beautiful. It's not your face or your body is beautiful. Like it's you. you. Why do we think mm, yeah. that there's a separation from our look versus us? Like it's it's one thing. It's You can't have one without the other. And think about about if you saw a person and you were like, first you saw them and you're like, wow, that person is the most like, they just, their body is perfect. They're, they just look so good. And then imagine if you met that person and they were super mean and they were criticizing you and they were putting other people down. Suddenly the beauty that you saw in that person would kind of go down in your eyes. You might be like, yeah, they look good. But like, it kind of just reminds you that true beauty is so much more than the way your body looks. And it's something inside of a person that you can't alter by the what they're wearing, their makeup, even if they lost weight or gained weight, it can't be altered because it's who the person is. That's an everlasting mm-hmm. beauty that you can't mm-hmm. touch. Oh, yeah. And guys, in the middle of this topic, I want to mention, you can submit your questions now for the live Q&A, which is at the end of this episode. Submit them right now in the chat. Tell us what your questions are. We're going to choose them from you guys. So you might get to be a part of this episode. So submit them now. Keep submitting them. Just want to point that out. Anyway, so all this stuff we're saying, like we're adding all this meaning to the idea of when we finally look perfect, when we reach our perfect size or our perfect weight, or we achieve our perfect look, then all of our problems will go away. That's what, that's kind of what we're thinking. That's the reason why we want to, to be look perfect, whatever it is, because then it's like, oh, if I did that my problems would be solved. Mm-hmm. I would get all the things I wanted in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can be aware that that's what you're thinking is really going to happen, then you can go, oh my gosh, that's not even real. That is fake. I can actually work on these different areas of my life. Like if it's a romantic relationship I'm really longing for right now, if it's like true confidence in myself and mm. like self-love, if it's better friends, better connections with my family, whatever it is, you can work on those on, on their own without um, thinking that you need to change your appearance and that's going to solve them because it's not going to solve them. So I think that's one of the reasons why it hurts so much when you when you feel like you don't measure up because you, you're thinking that it means you can't get all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why can't you be the one to decide that you're beautiful? 
Mm. Mm. Yeah, why does someone have to tell you? Why do trends get to tell you? It's like that quote, you were beautiful before he told you that you were. Yes. And also, if you don't believe it, everyone in the entire world can take a census and agree that you are the most beautiful person and you will not believe it. Mm. You'll just be like, they're lying. Or no, that can't be right. Well, I remember a time when I was like, 19 and I remember this feeling of when I would leave the house with like my fake lashes on and my makeup and a really cute outfit or whatever and I would get like attention at the grocery store people like wow you look great and then I would get this feeling I memorized the feeling of like confidence where you're like oh people like the way that I look and I one day I was like what I wonder if I act that way with no makeup on how I will feel and I was like hmm I'm just gonna walk down the street and be like people like the way that I look even though I wasn't like in that packaging and it did make me feel so much different. Even if not everyone's like, well, you look great or whatever, which I don't need that anyway. I was like, wow. Sometimes I'd leave the house and be like, oh, no, I don't have makeup on. But when I acted differently, I was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No one is like, different. get away, yeah. you know? You right. can decide that you like the way that you look, and that is enough. Mm-hmm. So we're going to tell you guys, um, we're going to do kind of, this one's not going to be the lightning round, but the rest is going to be more like lightning rounds. Um, we're just going to say these. What have been your biggest body insecurities and how did you overcome them or make progress towards accepting them? Okay. I was always really horrified when my legs grew and my hips grew. I saw myself from eight years old of like, okay, I'm a very skinny eight-year-old. And then puberty comes and you start to widen and it's like, oh no. And no one told me. No one told me like, oh, that's normal. So I was like, oh no, I'm getting fat. Like I just didn't understand. And even just to realize that later on, to be like, oh, I'm just getting older. This is normal. This is part of growing up. That honestly changed my whole world. And just realizing, like, and finding role models that looked like me and being like, even if I don't have the exact same body, like, oh, that person's like me. This is what they wear. That's cool. Okay. And I don't need to try to be that person because they're nothing alike. Yeah. That changed my life. I would say just looking different than, like, my sisters, like, having a different body type, that being a lot shorter. Yes. Like, hmm. being different and not, yeah, not looking the same. I'd be like, what? Even though they don't look the same, to me, I was like, oh, they're all this thing, and I am not that thing. What helped hmm. you embrace being shorter? Because a lot of people hate being short, and you don't walk around being like, oh, I feel, I feel so, like, you don't, like, walk around and say things that a lot of people who hate being short I've seen say. Hmm. So for all the short people out there, what makes you feel like confident in being short? I just had to be like, look, this is myself. This is my <laughs> body. It ain't getting any taller. I can wear heels. I'll be 5'1". Big deal. But like, in life, I'm not losing anything. Like, I will look different in pictures, but guess what? Everyone looks different in a picture because we all look different from each other. And I can just get a chair to reach things, which is the only thing that I can't do because I'm small. So you stop, you stop beating yourself up. Yeah, because I can't, I literally cannot change it. So I'm like, so you know like, what? I'm going to accept it. I'm going to roll with it. Nice. I'm going to go with it. Hmm. Um, I would say my biggest insecurities have been my crooked fingers. And Ooh. also, what Lisa was saying, I have like the hip dip. So it's like, I was always think like, oh, a woman is supposed to be like in and then out. And then that's it. But I kind of go like in and then out and then in again and then out again. I'm like, what is this alien thing? I have it now that I'm and, pregnant. Oh, that's funny. I have it now. And it's interesting. I think the thing that's helped me overcome both of those insecurities is not anything that actually had to do with my body. It mm. was opening my heart just as a person 
to other people, like friends and relationships. And when I did that and I actually started loving other people on this deeper level, Mm -hmm. then I realized like this is how other people love me and I could love myself that way. Mm. Oh my gosh, that so, was, beautiful. was weird. That was beautiful. Also, I want to mention while we're saying this that we could probably go on for a long time about <laughs> multiple insecurities. We're not saying this is like the only one we've ever had. Yeah. We're just mentioning some because we can't do a five-hour podcast right now. But guys, know that we have a lot more insecurities than what yeah. we're saying yeah. right my now. This is just a sample. Yeah, my actual biggest insecurity was I hated myself. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Anything that was on me, I hated it. Oh, but, you know. But we're we, uh, hmm. not going to go to that. Okay, so a big one for me was that, like I was saying earlier, um, real women have curves was a big message. And I was not a curvy teenager at all to the point where I was a double zero curve. and I had like zero, zero curves. I was a du- size double zero. I was just really, really, really thin. And I thought I was too thin. I would eat so much and I just couldn't gain weight. So I was really athletic. So I just felt like, am I not a woman? Oh my gosh, I don't have a woman's body. Even though I'm 16, mm. I'm supposed to be a woman, but I'm not a woman. And what helped me get over it was actually, I got really mad. I got really mad. When I started thinking about it, I thought about this a lot as a teenager. And I was like, I thought about the whole thing. And I was like, I am not going to be told what a woman is and what a woman's body is. This is before people were really talking about this stuff. Like now people talk about it a lot with body pipes body positivity and stuff on the internet. This didn't really happen in 2006, 2005. So I got really mad. I was like, why is everyone telling me what's acceptable for me and my body and my life? That was a time where I was thinking a lot about my life in general and being like, I don't want to live like everyone else. I'm just thinking about being an average person and all this stuff. So I was like, no one gets to tell me how I'm supposed to feel about my body or what makes me a real woman or any of that stuff. I get to tell myself and no one's going to do it for me. And this reminds me of a fitness book that I read, which really helped out. It was just a book about um, doing different workouts for your body type. And in the book, the trainer was saying that she was so shocked um, by working with women, how one woman would tell, would be like the really thin body type. And she'd be like, I really want to be way more curvy. What can we do to give me that body type? And then she'd work with a woman who was really curvy and she would say, I really want that super thin body type. What can I possibly do? to cut down on the weight. So they were both very fit women, but they wanted each other's body types. And she was like, this is so weird. You literally want her body type and she literally wants your body type. And I can't change either of your body types. So when you realize like what I have is not gonna change, like the basic body type that I have, there are things that change with exercise, nutrition, blah, blah, blah. But the basic body type that you have and the basic have, it's what, you are given, it's what you're born with, it's what makes you, you. And when you realize like, this is who I am, this is who I'm gonna be for my whole life, I'm never gonna be someone else. If I hate this for my whole life, this is what I thought to myself as a teenager. If I hate this for my whole life, I'm literally gonna hate what I have for my whole life, it's never gonna change. So I realized I'm gonna be like this forever, I gotta start accepting it, and I just made a choice. Hmm, what do we wanna do? Okay, I'm just trying to condense my thoughts because I feel like there's so many, so I'm trying not to, I feel like I could say a lot more about this. But I would say my biggest insecurity was just really the way I viewed my body in general. And I've written, I wrote a chapter of this for a future book I will hopefully one day publish, um, Mm. where I remember thinking like, I kind of felt like a broomstick with hair. (laughs) Like, I really just felt like I was this really awkward, long, tall, gangly. Brooms are not awkward. And I also didn't help that I was very clumsy and always tripping. Like, I didn't feel like this glamorous, like graceful woman like I just felt awkward and 
that's really how I felt for a very long time. And I think nothing really changed until I got to probably like my early 20s. And it was weird because I actually gained a little bit of weight from the way that I was as a teenager. So then suddenly for the first time in my life, my hips were getting bigger. Like I actually had some of those curves that I always wanted, but then it was like, oh, my stomach's not as flat anymore. Oh, my legs are getting a little thicker. Like it was like I traded the one thing that I wanted and then the other thing that I was like, kind of like Tina Fey says, it's like, I didn't have the Swedish legs and the like really curvy hips at the same time. It was like, ah, I can't have both. Like which one's better? I don't know. But I would say I just kind of started to look at myself in the mirror and just be like, okay, like, kind of, I don't know, one of you guys said this to me, multiple of you guys, it's like, this is my body, it's not going to change. It's, it's really not going to change. Like, it'll change a little bit if I like eat healthier or if I do this, whatever, but not really that much. So I started to think like, for my specific attributes, what are like images I can have in my mind? I'm a very like image, like imagery based person, like in my poetry. Mm. And so I thought about a, a long, tall, graceful swan. It's funny, Amy, I used to actually think being the short girl was like cute and fun. Like, <laughs> like I had a lot of friends that were shorter when I was younger and I always thought, oh, that's what boys want. They want you to be cute and short. If you're tall, you're gonna be taller than them. They're gonna be intimidated. But I started realizing when I was older, I was like, I just want to think of myself as like a tall, graceful swan. And like, I thought of like a ballerina, even though I wasn't really that graceful, I'm still not. But I just kind of thought of that image in my mind. And then I even started wearing heels and I wasn't even self-conscious that I was yes. nearly six feet tall. And I actually kind of liked it. And to this day, I, and I also think of like an Amazon queen. Mm. So it's like, yes. take your thing. And then when I saw like my hips getting curvier and curvier, I was just like, okay, these are childbearing hips. <laughs> and that's a gift. One day I'll be grateful for it. And I was like, I thought about like Marilyn Monroe or something, just like a woman who's more curvy. And I was like, that is me. I'm not one of those girls that has beautiful, long, really skinny legs. I still think that's a beautiful trait. Don't have it. And I'm just going to look at this other thing that I don't think have long is, legs. Well, I have, well, long, I have legs, long legs, but really, really skinny legs. legs, like a tiny jean size. It's never going to be me. Realize that. So I'm just realizing, okay, I have this other body type that's more curvy in the hips and legs, and that's beautiful too. And it's not going to be the other thing. So I just have to focus on the good thing. Because mm -hmm. if you focus on the thing you're never going to be, you will literally drive yourself insane. Mm -hmm. So might as well just save your time and think of something different. So that brings me to our lightning round of tips, which is if you have a tip, throw it out there. How to stop comparing yourself to others. Um, the first one that I'm going to say that I already said is it's a choice you can make of like, well, uh, for me. I made a choice. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to compare myself to myself and I refuse to allow myself to compare myself to someone else. That's a thing I could explain in a lot more detail, but I'm just going to say that for now. Um, something that I did to help with this was unfollowing people on Instagram who mm. I noticed I was comparing myself to all the time. I don't care how good their outfits are, how good the makeup is, how much I like their pictures. If it's making me feel bad, delete, Oof, delete, delete, delete. Creep. I feel that. Yeah, tips? mine is like we talked about a lot, just realize and accept that you will never be anyone else. And if you ever try really hard to be someone else and you finally accomplish it, you'll probably be freaked out at yourself. True. true. That is so true. You'll never be happy being someone else. Okay. You really won't. Yeah. And last round is, what is something that, well, not of the podcast, just of this topic. What is something that makes you or made you feel better about your body? Oh, I went through my closet and I got rid of every piece of clothing that makes me feel bad. Like when I put it on, Oof. oh, I only look good in this when I'm really, really unbloated or whatever. Trash. And I can, <laughs> especially in a time where I was more insecure, I kept the bigger, baggier stuff that I liked and it changed my life. Honestly, I did the same thing because she did it. 
And then also and true. weightlifting made me feel, and going to the gym made me feel very good. Mm. Because I was like, I can be strong mm. for me. Yeah, I'm running. Makes me feel good about my body. I'm like, wow, I can run so fast. When I take <laughs> when I take care of myself, and that could literally be like a hot shower or like a walk. Yes. Or like last night, I made this amazing Preach. sandwich. And it had all these like amazing ingredients in it. And I just felt so good after I ate it. I was like, oh. Um, this one, I would put a disclaimer of be very careful about this, but I had some friends that I really felt safe with, not the friends when I was younger who were very hard on themselves. Mm. But when I got older, I could kind of tell that these friends were more gentle and loving. And I started to tell them things like, oh, my legs, I just don't like them. And I remember my one friend was like, your legs are great. I don't know what problem you have with them. Like she was genuinely very confused. And she's like, I always thought you had great legs. Seriously. Like you were like, I would look at your legs and think those are the kinds of people would want. I know she like, she had this very affirming thing. And I know like people say like, you shouldn't have to ask someone else. Like it should be able to come from you. But But sometimes, sometimes hearing that from someone is a place that starts. Someone who knows you and loves you. Yeah. A good close friend. That can be a really good place. But yeah, don't do it if someone that you are afraid is going to criticize you. That's not a good idea. (laughs) <laughs> All right, now we have our new segment, Bag of Random. The shower oh, cap of random. What's so in the bag today? What is our random What do we got, gals? Oh, it just got so much bigger. Um, Let's open it up. Let's see. Mail time. What would you do is the segment. And Ooh. the question is, you see, a girl, you see a girl with her dress tucked into her underwear. Do you go up to her? Out of nowhere and tell her, or do you let her figure it out for herself? Oh my god! Well, so I getting, can tell you. Yeah, are we gonna go down the line or no? We no. have a real um story of this. Yes, <laughs> we were sitting in church. Yes, this girl, like two rows. She in front was of like us. a woman. She was not young. Yeah, she had no. her dress tucked into her tights. Thankfully for her. Yeah, luckily it was tights, but still, it was very obvious. And I was like, Amy, what are we going to do? I was like, we got to tell her, we got to tell her. I was like, I can't do it, I can't do it. So then you did it. I told her, I was like, girl, I got your back, but you're like dressed, tucked into your tights. She was like, okay. You have to tell them. And then she fixed it. <laughs> okay. Because I want someone to do that for me. Oh, I, I feel so awkward. I want to say. That awkward. I want to say that I would always tell them, but I can tell you that I've had a situation where I did not tell them we were at oh. a wedding. That I'm not gonna go into detail of it because you probably don't remember, um, unless I go into a bunch of details. We we're at this wedding and this woman was going wild. She was on the dance floor. She was going crazy, and her dress was tucked into her underwear. Like this part of her dress was not the whole thing. It was like the under part, but it still looked really messed up. And I was like, I should really say something to her, but she's so wild right now. I don't even want to go up to her. Okay. And you might get hit in the face. Pretty upset that I didn't go up to her. Okay, I would say something if I knew the person. If I didn't know them, I can't say that I would. Oh, you gotta. Oh, you I gotta. think I would just feel too bad not saying anything because I'd be like, That's even if I it's thought. so awkward for like 10 seconds, it's more awkward for them yes. hours later when they're like, well, <gasps> and for everyone oh else around gosh. too to be like, yeah, yeah so I would rather just, I think I'd bite the bullet and just Well, a few of us were at this wedding, I'll tell you later. You were there and you were there. Did we were I all see there. it? Yes, we were all there in the <laughs> middle no, of the no, dance floor. That's a special occasion. Wait, I don't remember If someone is like going and, say, and like moving around really quickly, I don't want to get hit. Think so of the venue. A, maybe an exception so to the we rule. Okay. Church versus a party. Those are very different venues. Yeah. Okay, well that was Bag <laughs> of Random. And now we're on to Sister Spotlight, where we have Lauren's Take, Get Real with Christina, Sappy Thoughts with Kath, Amy's Current Crisis, and Exposing Lisa's Weird Past. And this week we have... Amy's current crisis. Hey guys. And this is shopping during quarantine. Oh my god. <laughs> okay guys, so 
I want to preface this, you know, the world's going through a very hard time. And this happened before things were serious in the United States. It was like a week or two before. So, Lord and I have this friend and she called us and she's like, hey, things, she called me. And then she just started launching into it and she was just talking all about like what was going to happen here, but nothing had happened yet. And I started flipping out. I was Wait, she so said like the country was scared. shutting down? She's like, no, no, country's no. gonna shut down. This is like two anything. weeks before anything oh my, happened. So she was saying it's gonna shut down. Yeah, and I was okay. like, that cannot happen. Oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? So then I started spiraling into something I've never spiraled into before. I think I broke. Like, did. literally, I went like, I can't. You had a mental breakdown. So then Lauren and I went to the store together. This was like a week or two before everything well, okay, was okay, we didn't have to go to the store together. I said, I'm going. Do you want to come? And you were like, I was like, I guess. <laughs> I was okay. so, like, scared and, like, angry for some reason. Just, so a, like... I don't even know what. And I was like, because I, I literally oh, felt like the world was going to end and there was going to be like this like zombie apocalypse. And it was like it was the, the end for most you. terrifying thing because I'd never experienced anything like this before, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> Lauren and I, we get to the store. <laughs> Lauren drives. I probably cry. I can't remember. You were definitely crying. But I was also like angry. So she was, was like, angry crying while I'm trying to like help her. I've seen that. I've seen so that. I was, we're going to the store and literally Lauren's just getting her stuff and I'm just following her angrily. Literally like flipping out internally but I can't like my body is not connecting with my brain. I'm like. <laughs> and like glitching and then I'm getting everything that she got just because she got it I don't care if I liked it or not like I even got like canned corn I hate corn <laughs> everything I got that has a crisis in was me. because she got it and then I <laughs> was like, corn I was so like <sighs> and then the, the cashier guy's like how's it going I was like not good <laughs> it was so bad so and good. then this I was just so like Freaking. terrified and this was before anyone knew <clears throat> how bad it was going to be or not mm-hmm. so we were like i don't know what we're looking at and i was like oh my gosh what if the world's ending and i literally broke it was a lot to accomplish. i like to point i like to point out that amy has a very like <laughs> amy is unafraid to show her feelings in a public place <laughs> yes like, one time we were getting it's not papers. unafraid it's i can't yeah, one time we were getting papers notarized. And Amy, no, I'm exposing you, but it's funny. Amy was like so upset because we've been so through this really stressful process. It. So this little like nice young girl is like, okay, here's the paper. She's kind of like mousy a little bit, and then Amy's like, I'm gonna kill him. And I was like, Amy, stop, stop, stop. You're gonna scare her. Amy's like talking about she wants to kill someone. This girl. It was not an actual person, metaphorically. Yeah, like, metaphor. Oh. It was more the process. Like the situation. Oh. I was just because I cannot control my feelings in general. So right. if so I'm mad, as much as I'm intensely like bubbly, I'm intensely angry. Yes. Well, it's thank you really for that story. It probably made a lot of people feel better about their shopping trips. Yeah, you so. probably. I'm sure you're not like the only it. one. And then Lauren was yeah. laughing at me the whole time, which made it worse, but better. <laughs> so it's like, like wow. We're just shopping. Amy's <laughs> like, there's a lot more going on. It's there just corn, Amy. It's just corn. Okay, thank it's you. It's not just corn. Thank you for that um, segment of Amy's Current Crisis. We all thank you enjoyed it. Thank you. Now we're going to do our Q&A from you guys. Woo! So I'm going to read the question, and Kat's going to read the name. Ready? Okay. First question is, what is the first thing you notice about a person? 
Boney Berman? <laughs> is that is that weird? Okay, whatever. Hopefully you got it right. Okay, what is it? Bonnie? It's B-O-N-Y. Oh. Bonnie or Boney? Boney. Boney Bonnie. Sorry. Boney Bear. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, what's the first thing you notice about a person? Um I don't know. I'll tell you. I noticed their vibe. I was like, gonna say their vibe. What is this vibe I see? This may sound weird, but I noticed their soul. I'm very spiritually aware. I know it sounds weird, but it's true. Um, Whoa. this probably sounds bad. The first thing I noticed is if they're attractive to me or not. Attracted? <laughs> yeah. Attractive. Tiv. Yeah. Kind of like their vibe and what, yeah, physically like. Okay, if there's a strong vibe of super cool or super annoying or whatever, I'll notice it. But generally, I take information as it comes. So if there's no information, I won't take it. <laughs> there's okay. always information. Okay. Always. Next there thing is, is, next question is from... Malia Dennis. Do you like doing covers or challenges more? Oh. I like doing covers. Covers. Right no, now. it depends on the cover or the challenge. I, I love creating a cover. I just think it's such a cool thing that we mm. create this whole but piece of But some challenges are so fun. No, no they I are fun. I think she's asking to film. To, yeah. To make. No, but general. I'm saying some oh. covers are really fun to film and some covers are horrendous. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it just depends on my mood that day. I think True. covers because I'm better at like, oh, this is a planned thing to do yeah. rather than like this challenge. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Relatable. <laughs> All right. This next one is from Beth and Charlie. What is your favorite month of the year? August. Oh, October. October. I love it. Honestly, actually, December. Or July. Because Christmas? Yes. My favorite month is whatever month is coming up. I appreciate oh, every month. Lisa, you're month such an optimist. Oh, come on. No, because every time it comes, I love Even it. Even February. I love April right now. Yes. I think, yes. I think June because it's like Ooh. the whole beginning of the year, you're going up this roller coaster like, please, when is it summer? When is it summer? And in June, it's like, woo, it's summer. True. Mm. That is really fun. All right. This next one is from Mark Hady. Or Hade. Mark Hade. Would any of you shave your head besides Lisa? No. no. Never. No. Never. I can't say never um, because I do things that I say didn't think I do. would do. Um, so maybe one day. I'm just such a texture Not person. right now, though. I'd probably sit soon. there all day and go. It feels so good. <laughs> it feels amazing. Would. And just feel the peach fuzz. I'd be like. I just, I it can't. It feels so good. I yeah. don't think I have a head for it. I mean, obviously, I could do it if I had to do it. I would do it, like, to make a statement, probably. Yeah, that's the only way I would ever do it. I I just can't see that happening. Okay, this is from... Matthew Aaron Allen. What is your Enneagram type? Four. Six. Nine. Eight. Two. Sounds like a security code or something. (laughs) What a rare situation. A group of no threes who are on the internet. Just if if you know, you know. I'm the honorary three, okay? Well, I'm saying most of the time people are threes who are like on the internet. Influencers. Influencers are primarily threes. Just just saying. Okay, let's do one more. How about. Ooh, I like this one. Ooh. Okay, by um, Sachi Sethi. What is something you can talk about for hours? Oh, man. Okay, I'll start. Okay, I'll just get this. Okay. Psychology or, like, personal growth. Anything psychological. Any kind of my current theory, whatever it is, I can talk about for literally hours. Hours. Um, This sounds bad, but myself. Well, that's easy, though. Yeah. You're like, I'm an expert on the topic. For me, yeah. It's not actually as easy for me. It is not easy. For hours, I'd be like, eh, let's talk about something. I don't want to be exposed. If I'm going through something, oh, yeah. If we're being very honest, I would say other people. I could do that for for years. 
and that, then is also, that is the reality of most people, actually. Because they people are interesting. People. And then also, if I'm having a crisis, girl. The crisis. <laughs> I can talk about it for years. The crisis. I can talk about it for um, days straight. It's actually, horrifying. I'm I working could, on it. I could actually talk about music for hours and hours and hours. Oh, same. Easily. Same. Or, um, yeah, myself, if I'm in a crisis. If not, I have nothing to say. What? <laughs> what? That is yes. not true. No, yes, sometimes people are like, what's going on? I'm like, mm, not, not what's, what's going, going on. on, but like about you. Yeah. What like, do I say? about you. I have okay, a You talk about other stuff. You talk, she can actually talk a lot in like psychological conversations. She has but a But I'm lot. saying about myself. That's what I'm saying. If, if I'm going through something, I talk about myself for hours. But if I'm not going through something, you don't want to talk about yourself for hours. But you say. also, no, I have that makes sense. But Lisa also has I like to explain myself to people. So yeah, Lisa has an archive where she can be like, on June third of two thousand and seven, <laughs> I was wearing a red shirt and then I looked at the ocean. And this is the precise thought. Like she just, <laughs> if there's no true. reason to share that, I'm not yeah, going but I'm to saying, withdraw I'm that saying information. Lisa has a very good. A well-kept archive of her her past life. Right, um, I would say for me, it would either be relationships or whatever topic mm, I'm currently researching true. for hours. For me, it's um coronavirus. I've been researching that oh for hours gosh. and hours every single week. Yeah, that's yeah we have to cut ourselves off from talking about that every morning. It's fascinating. We start talking, we're like, okay, we, guys, we got to go back to work. we got to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you guys for joining us in this live stream. We will be live streaming again next week but it's going to be on patreon only so join our patreon if you want to be a part of that next live stream like i said it's less people so you have a higher chance of getting your questions in and also you'll get to see all of the previous episodes we've ever done are on patreon and tons of other video series and way more than just video series like guys there's so much on there you gotta check it out i'm telling you join for like a month and like see what you think there's so much cool stuff on patreon especially if you are really interested in personal growth and self-improvement we are doing a lot of cool tips and tricks type of thing guys you're gonna we're really gonna like it and it's a really cool positive community especially during this quarantine you could binge for days oh my gosh oh yeah so much content and this is coming out in like a month i think um you're gonna be posting all the archive stuff so they can easily access all of it we already did that oh it's posted already oh Oh my gosh so you can easily are you can easily access everything youtube playlists of every single series that we've done on patreon like the podcast and the past series so it's easy to access so yeah check that okay, out so it's amazing guys all right well we'll see you guys next week if you're on patreon and then the week after if you're youtube only and once again thank you to all the patrons because they fund this podcast so yes. thank you to the patrons you make this possible all right we will see you guys in the next episode Bye. Bye. Bye.